The Carmichael Dave Show. He's on the microphone when he's not on the microphone. He's playing a song, and when he's not playing a song, he's on the microphone, and then boom! With Jason Ross. No! He didn't! Yes! He did! Call or text at 916-339-1140. It's the Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross on Sacktown Sports. Fire that? Uh oh. Well, I didn't realize it was on that long. Yeah. Uh oh. Good morning. We were talking I'm walking over there before I get my coffee. We were talking to we were talking to Cody. Yeah. Screw you guys. We've all of a sudden become a, a coffee station in here. So Tom, as we explained yesterday, Tom, Irish Tom. Irish Tom is in uh, Ireland. Oh, that's a stiff drink. Tire, uh, 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 Irelanding. Yeah. Tire, He'll never make it back. How many I, times has it been for him? I don't know. Has, has he been there a few times? I want to say like once a year. Oh, wow. No, that's Washington. Yeah, that's gross. Thing. <laughs> so, so, yeah, he, uh, you know he's going to come back and be like, yeah, man, I just want to just sign an orange. Yeah, autographed. Look at that. Jason Ross autographed yeah, orange, one of one. I think what would be great that should be a give. That should honestly that would be a great giveaway. If you know we attach it to something else, but you win tickets to go see the uh, monster trucks and an autographed Jason Ross orange. Why not? We can just have like bags of oranges in here, like baseballs <laughs> that you're signing every day. Um. So yeah. So Tom, Tom you know Tom's going to come back and be like, all I want to do is go over there and I want to take people out fishing and drink beer all that. Yeah. And Ireland's like a perfect place for Tom. Like I said, I don't think he'll come back. Yeah, well, you know, if 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 he doesn't, good knowing you, Tom. Yeah, we know you like your sports. So yeah. So speaking of that, so Tom is the one that makes the station coffee, right? Mm-hmm. And and he's gone. So Pat Pat of Pat and Tom, his new bit now starting yesterday. Because I told them I don't, I don't, I don't know. It would be easy to learn. I've just never made coffee here before. It's a you big, literally just press a button. But don't you have to load grounds in and stuff? You put the grounds in that's what, that's, and you press a button. Uh, and, Too much. And I and I fully acknowledge that I would literally need to watch somebody do it yeah. one time, and I'll know how to do it. And we're sure your daughter. I broke think your I could maker. explain it to you. You think without? To, yeah. Without without me seeing it. Yes. So even that, which I've never gotten, so I just mentioned that, and and uh, Pat made this the the pot of coffee because then you got to. Does it brew right into this big thermos? Yeah. Oh, okay. So then there you go. There's like uh, a button on top, and you lift it back. You lift it up. and So now Pat, every day, is now bringing the thermos in yeah. here instead of out in the hallway. And so we're just going to keep it here. And Cody was in here filling her coffee yeah. up. And so anybody who wants coffee, just I said, just don't worry if we're on there. Just come in. Chris, you have this coffee, don't you? What's that? Don't you, you drink this coffee? coffee? Uh, I gave up coffee last year. Did you really? Yeah. What do you? Uh, what do you substitute, or do you? Uh, I don't. So both of you guys are caffeineless. Yeah. Wow. Well, not caffeineless. Were you like energy drinking? Or? No, like a diet soda, like oh, okay. at night or whatever. But not. not I mean, a... like in the morning. Oh, nothing in the yeah. morning. Wow. Yeah, I'm completely caffeineless the rest of the day. I do it. I do it in the morning. I stopped drinking caffeine for a long time because 
um, it would make my heart skip. Like literally, it might. I I'd just be like, good, 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 Anyways, I finally went in. This was, I don't know, when I started drinking coffee again, maybe four years ago. I finally went to the doctor. I was like, well, am I dying here? Like, what's going on? I guess apparently some people just have a random, they were like, like, I asked them 50 times. They're like, there's nothing, there's like literally nothing wrong. It's not leading to something like, you know, because I'm like, that's not normal, that's right? scary. They, <laughs> tell me about it. Freaks me. It used to freak me out because just every once in a while, randomly, my heart would skip, and you can, and it doesn't hurt or anything. You can just, you can feel that it's almost like uh, you want to cough. Like you can feel this void when it when it skips. And I I went in, and you know they did a bunch of blood work. I ran on the they they do this thing. This is the worst, man. They make you run full speed on a treadmill for 60 seconds. Like, like a stress test, right? Yes. And then you immediately jump off the treadmill, jump onto the, the, the bed on your side, and you have to hold your breath as long as you can. After you've just run full speed on a treadmill, you have to hold your breath while they monitor everything. So, yeah, it's a total, total And so This seems like a cash grab. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. So I did. I did all that, and and yeah, and they're like, your heart is perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong. Just some people have that. Just stops every couple of seconds. It just stop. Yeah. It just it just skips beats. And I guess there's different. And I don't know which ones they are, but it's like tachycardia versus some of finger dinger, and one's the bad one, and the other one's the no. It's just random. It's just electrodes and blah blah blah. So. Then, so then I stopped stressing out about it. I was like, oh, okay, welcome back, coffee. Let's have coffee. Yes. Although I am beginning to circle, I'm, you know, it's the new year. I don't ever do it during the, you know, the new year rush, but I, I can feel the, I know it's coming. I can feel the inevitable. I'm about to go on a health kick thing. I, it's, it's, I don't know when it's coming. I'm probably going to try to quit smoking again. What does this mean? You like, you know, quit smoking, eat better, work out. I have, I mean, it's it's really lame and embarrassing that I have two pieces of, of really good equipment in my garage that, as I worried about, much like the, the Yonanas, you know, thing, they're, they're, they're just sitting there and they're doing nothing. And on top of that, each one has a monthly fee in order to be connected to the service. And instead of being smart and just canceling that until I use it again, it's like the the thought is like, I don't want to do that because I might use it this month. And then like a year rolls by and you're like, okay, that was a giant waste of money for absolutely nothing for this crap that's basically like currently right now has some of Avery's old dresses and is surrounded by like cans of corn, you know, on the floor from Sam's Club. Like, so... But then all of that just, I think it would be awesome to work out and have a real awesome muscular uh, body and um, not smoke or and eat healthier, but also doesn't sound like a lot of fun. It's never fun. Working out would be so much easier if it wasn't so hard. That's what I'm <laughs> saying, man. And what sucks is that the further you get away from it, the harder it gets, but it never gets easy. 
that's what I'm right. Exactly. You, you, I understand the whole starting out, like you're going to be super sore. You're going to suck at it. And then, you know, you just kind of build into whatever. And I mean, we've had this conversation before. I think I compared it to like getting my hair cut. Like I always wanted to grow my hair long, but I could never get it past this part because it gets itchy and lame. It's like the same thing with, with working out kind of like, I see all these people and they're like addicted, like addicted to working out. Like, man, this is where I let all my stress out. Oh, if I can't get a workout in, I, I kind of freak out like that. And, you know, and they're like nice and cut. And I have this whole wardrobe of clothes that I have that I just can't I'm like <laughs> your yeah. cut clothes. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, right. Okay. And, and, but then you get into the actual process of it. And I got to be honest, man, I've gone through the phase a bunch of, you know, when you're younger, you play sports, you don't need to worry about any of that right. crap. Just kind of happens every day. It just happens. But then as you get older, you know, it's like, okay, you got to do the extra things. But then it's like, I'm, I sit here and I try to talk myself. I'm like, are you too old? Are you too old? Like at this point, are you just going to be like long stringy muscle old guy with like flappy skin down here? Like, I don't want to do that. And of course the answer is no, no, you're not, you know, you're not too old, but then I don't, I don't know if it's possible for me to ever be that guy that's like, oh, I gotta get a workout. So why do you feel like there's a kick coming? I can just feel that like I am way too fat and unhealthy right now. Like I just feel it. Like just come on, you gotta quit being a fatty. You gotta quit being a fatty because I feel like I'm at this stage right now where like I'm I'm fat, but I'm not fat. But I I could get fat, and I don't want to get fat. Like, no offense to fat people, by the way. I'm not trying to, like, do that. I don't want anybody who's got a weight problem being like, what's, you know. No, me personally, I would rather have a nicely toned body. I mean, not everybody. I don't have to be Damien Barling. I mean, Christ. But, like, you know, something in the middle. Yeah. But it's just, why can't. You want to look like Usher when your shirt's off. Okay. Am I the only one that thought Usher had boobs? Or was he just really cut? Those but were like pecs, those weren't. But no, they, they didn't like look boobs, boobs. Yeah, like they weren't droopy, so. but they were kind of weird. <laughs> no, okay, here, <laughs> no, and and maybe it's just me. Remember the actor? I think so. Okay, yeah. you think it's just me? Oh no, and it might have been. But like when he first took his shirt off, remember the actor Marty Feldman? Yes. Okay, so that's kind of <laughs> that's like what it looked like to me. <laughs> the one with the eyes. The one with the eyes, right? With the. Yeah. <laughs> And I right, I don't know what you guys are. You talking know, about. Okay, um, it's probably better. It's that you probably know. better that you know. And then I don't know what you mean by this. Well, it just looked. It, they looked, you know, like a weird direction at first. But then I was like, ah, oh, that might be the lighting. And then I'm like, are these, are these like cut pecs? They gotta be. I mean, in like wonderful it. shape. Yeah. Or or is is there is there like some older man underneath that too? Uh, um, I love Dave. Oh, hey guys, no body shaming whatsoever. But Usher's <laughs> boobs were weird. <laughs> Dude, I would here. Here's Marty Feldman. I would kill. <laughs> I would kill to have Usher's body. Don't please don't please don't get me wrong. Uh, I uh, um, <laughs> but we'll pull up his picture. I just I just oh like not I, Marty Feldman Usher. <laughs> Usher shirtless. Super Bowl. That's probably been looked at a few times. <laughs> a couple of times I got here. Uh, let's see. Well, all these, his arms are up, so of course they're going to look. Here we go. I can't believe we're breaking down Usher's breasts. Oops. I'm sure. No, nah, you're right. You're right. No, nah, that's cut here. Let me find a good one here. Hi, everybody. 
Uh, you can't see what we're doing here. Um, I'm trying to find one that would like support what I'm saying and <laughs> having an issue doing that. Yeah, that's he's pretty. I think maybe in the moment I was like, yeah. You wanted him to not be cut. I want him to have a little bit of a, you know, whatever. I mean, kind like right there. Yeah. He looks amazing. He looks, yeah, he does. Yeah. How old is Usher anyways? Uh, celebrity birthdays. 40 something? 47. Oh, I would say 40. He's probably close to 50. 49. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's look it up. What's your guess? Uh, I'm going to say he's 47. Have, oh, two 47s and a 49? Two 47. Oh, of course he's going to be 48. Exactly. He's, of course he is. Oh. We what? all overshot it. 45. 45. But you know what? There you go. That that just goes to show you that you can have a nice cut body in your mid-40s. Yes. Although, do you have to be one of those people that's had a cut body your whole life? Uh, I think it helps. Yeah? Yeah. I think it also ha- helps have a dietitian, a right? personal trainer. Sing and dance and move every day. A chef. I'm sure these exist, but like, also, I would just like to find an afford- I need. I just need somebody to come over and be like, do the thing. Oh, you mean like a trainer? Yeah. Yeah. But they I don't exist. want to. Yeah. I know. I mean, all right. Or the best Eat one. the food. Right? <laughs> or the best that's one great. is when you have like the group of friends that all work out together. We've mm-hmm. talked about this before. Yeah. Like that's the best. When everyone's just meeting to shoot the BS and whatever. And yeah. like, you can do it. I'm like, oh, you maxed out, bro. Then we all high five. You just get in cutter. Cutter more. Quicker. Yeah. Cut. That's it. That's what we need. We need... <laughs> we need a Sacktown Sports workout gang. I'm sure the uh, the show texters will be supportive and helpful. Oh, they will. Abs- and YouTubers. Absolutely. From the 5-3, our first text. Of course, Dave smokes. Ha, ha, ha. And he calls other people losers. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not. I think he's saying that if you smoke, you're a loser. Mm. How dare you? And it's like, well, no, I'm including myself in that. I'm the biggest loser of all. But, hey, you know what? At least I'm aware of it. First step is uh, acknowledging the fact. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. Quitting smoking is the toughest one. You don't, I would say you don't do it that much anymore. I don't. Not as much as I used to, but um, it's still. Like, I don't lay hands on my kids, but I still say to this day, I would, I just, I feel like I would just beat the holy hell out of them if I ever found out that they Mm. tried. That's my biggest fear. They're getting old enough now to where, you know, that's the one thing, man. You can't do it. You can't do it, kid. It is the absolute worst drug addiction I've ever, ever, well, I don't know. I've never been addicted to other drugs, but it's really lame. So today's message, don't smoke. Yeah. Okay. Get cut. Don't smoke and get cut like Usher. Yes. Yes. All right. We'll take a break. We got a big show for you. Uh, Frankie Carticelli at 8 a.m. Uh, Matt Barrows at 9. Sean Salisbury at 8.13 as we post-mort the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, we got a Kings game tonight. They're in Phoenix. Uh, and a bunch of other stuff. So sit back, relax. We will lead everything off next. Oh, you maxed out, bro. Let's do it. Leading off the three top stories in the morning. Huge news. This is very important. Here's cut number one. Everybody waiting to see how this plays out. Fox stumbles. Inbounds pass goes to Monk. He fires for three. It's no good. And the Phoenix Suns have stunned the Sacramento Kings. Absolute heartbreak. For the second time in two days for the Sacramento Kings on this road trip. 
They lost in OT on a buzzer beater by Damian Lillard on Sunday in Wisconsin. And tonight, a 20-plus point lead in the fourth quarter was not good enough. Over the last eight minutes and 22 seconds, the Kings were outscored 32-8. to They lose it 119-117. It became the first team, I believe, in 1,245 games to blow a lead that late, that big. 32 to 8 to close. I remember it being bad, but yikes. Yikes, a Roni. Yeah. Didn't like that one. And uh, back down to Phoenix. Yes. Who uh, are they coming off the loss to the Warriors? They are. Yeah. It's the last time they played. I'll be, uh, be angry pants. Uh, Kings coming off their loss uh, to Oklahoma City. So there you go. Kings at Phoenix tonight. And, uh, and hey, there are some uh, ramifications from this game. You know, look, we're we're not like down the stretch or anything here, but we can we can, there. we can standings watch. And yeah. Right now, the uh, the Kings a half game back of uh, Phoenix. They are now a full game back uh, from the suddenly hot again Pelicans uh, in that that middle stretch. They're also tied uh, with the Dallas Mavericks, who are by the way the hottest team in basketball right now, having won five in a row and seven of ten. Well, Cleveland. The yeah. hottest team in basketball, but um, Cleveland finally lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oh boy, did you see what Minnesota has been doing? Yes, that Woof. was an impressive win in LA. Yeah, we actually have some uh, some numbers on that. It's a historic pair of wins for the Minnesota Timberwolves, who now have a game lead on the Thunder and a game and a half on the Clippers and Nuggets. And of course, speaking of the Nuggets, uh, you've got tonight's game, and then. Right on over to Denver mm-hmm. for uh, the second night of a back-to-back. I, I, a lot to talk about later, but let me ask you this. Let's say you're uh, you're Mike Brown. Let's say Phoenix is just hammering you, right? Like halftime, they're up 18. Middle of the third quarter, you're in the mid-20s. Are you... Are you in your brain maybe starting at halftime? Of course, you wouldn't verbalize this, but are you thinking... I might have a really early white flag. I think you're. Uh, I think it enters your mind, but I don't think he does it. Yeah, knowing that this league twenty is not the same lead as it once was. This team's more than capable of coming back. You, you got to let that one go a little bit longer. Now, if it gets to thirty, and you're late third, early fourth, and yeah, I think you're. I think you're done. But twenty, you can do it. You can come back. From well, that. and also, and obviously, Phoenix did it to him. I'm trying to think because you said I don't think it enters his mind, but I don't think he'll do it. Trying to think, I don't really remember Mike Brown doing that. That no, often. he's a guy that plays his guys a lot. If yeah. anything, mm-hmm. there's times where I feel like it's like, bro, can you pull the starter? Yeah, like exactly. Let's, let's let's pull them now, please. Yeah, and I think you put everything into today until today's not a factor, and then you worry about tomorrow. All right, cut number D. Cut number two. Brady Dick, feeling Victor Wembanyama. This is Victor Wembanyama, kid. It's really funny sometimes when you see, like, I'm trying to think of all the rookies in our lifetime that are Wembanyama-ish, and, and I don't mean he's a unicorn. I'm not talking about like height, weight. Incredible. I'm talking about like when you, and it's funny. It's because he's a spur, but like I, I remember when David Robinson was a rookie, barely, but I remember that. I was like, oh. Guy's gonna be really, you know, LeBron James mm-hmm. is a rookie. Kobe Bryant, no, not as a rookie. No. He wasn't great. 
Um, but it, it was actually a thought exercise where I was thinking, oh, let's go back like 30 years. Like how many LeBron, David Robinson, Victor Wembenyama type. Was Yao Ming? I was just literally just going to say Yao I was literally just going to say Shaq. I think Yao Ming, Shaq, absolutely. Uh, Shaq for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm just wondering what's Yao because that's exactly what I was going to where I was going to go there. Let's see. Yao Ming, his rookie year. Uh, 13 and a half points, 8.2 boards, 1.8 blocks, and uh, 70. Yao Ming in his first three years played 72, 82, and 80 games. Wow. Yao Ming total played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight seasons. Well, no, he, he played seven seasons, and then he missed one when he was 29 for the, the foot. He played five more games at 30 and retired. Uh, and at his peak, 25 points, 10 boards, two blocks. God, he was a monster. Mm-hmm. Anyways, you're seeing this with Victor Wembanyama, and it's kind of fun to watch because, and you never know, you know, things can happen, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I, I certainly hope they don't. But you're looking at a guy that is going to take the torch. Like this is this is one of the main cogs that will be taking the torch from not 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 the LeBron Jameses necessarily, but for whoever's the the Jason Tatum's, if mm-hmm. you will, of the world. This is this guy's got next, and you're you're watching it before your eyes, and before you know it, you're going to be seeing perennial All Star appearances, probable MVPs, averaging twenty points, ten boards, a little over three assists. Uh, 3.2 blocks a game. Yeah. Well, and to get a triple-double with blocks is ridiculous. So last night, to your point, he goes for 27, 14, 5 assists, 2 steals, 10 blocks. Wow. I'm going to – this is not – this is not uh, – <laughs> you know, we, 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 uh, when you do, like, random stat, right? Uh, especially after a game like last night. It's not like I'm going out on a limb here, but I will say this. Uh, Victor Wembanyama, if he plays a full career, you know, by full career, I mean, you know, let's say 10 years and averages 60 games a year, mm-hmm. he's going to get a quadruple-double. Like, he's 100% yeah. getting a triple-double. Like, he's... Quadruple? Quadruple-double. Yeah. Like, And I'm not talking about screwing around with, like, turnovers or anything. The last quadruple double, I think, was an Elijah one. No, it was Alvin Ro- Williams, maybe Alvin Robertson. It was David. Well, Alvin Robertson uh, was in '86. Okay, Hakeem had 18, 16, 11 blocks and ten assists, March 29th of '90. What was his rebounds? Uh, what I say? Did I mess that up? Eighteen point sixteen boards. Oh, okay. O- ele- I thought you said assists and steals. Oh, eleven blocks, ten assists. I'm who knows. David Robinson. February 17th, 1994, 34 points, 10 boards, 10 assists, 10 blocks. He, I mean, when you look at Wembenyama just last night alone, you know, he's five assists off of that. Like, that is just stupid. Yeah, I was looking back. So in the last three Kings games, three total, they have 12 blocks as a team in three games. He had 10 last night. Which, I mean, is that harder now to get that many blocks just because of how many people are shooting threes? Probably. And I've seen him block a few threes mm-hmm. this year, which is insane. I think you're right, Chris. I do think it's it's got to be when you look at the total, the amount of people that are shooting outside. It, it, it isn't like back in Robinson and Akeem's days when you had quite the post presence and even, even mid-range. It's either 
you're in the post, you're shooting threes. And if you're in the post, well, Weminyama's there. If yeah. you're shooting threes, Weminyama's probably <laughs> still in the post. Um, it's 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 pretty awesome to watch, man. This guy, it, it, the the most hype since LeBron James, and he's 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 filling it up, man. Yeah, he is sure. filling it up. Cut number three, please. Cut number three. Can feel the number of people out there being like, "What's going on?" First and goal. Mahomes swings it. It's there. Hartman jackpot. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yeah. yeah, we know what happened. <laughs> the point of playing the stat is not because you didn't know who won the Super Bowl, but the numbers are in. The longest Super Bowl game also will go down as the most watched program in television history, according to Nielsen. The game averaged 123.4 million viewers. That shattered last year's mark of 115.1 for Chiefs and Eagles. The game was televised by CBS, Nickelodeon, Univision, and streamed on Paramount Plus, as well as the NFL's digital platforms. Nielsen also said a record 202.4 million watched at least part of the game. That's up 10%. CBS broadcast averaged 120 million. Uh, that's up from uh, 112 million for Denver versus Carolina. Hmm. That's rando. Bowl 50. Uh, some of the increase can be attributed to the way uh, viewers are now counted. Um, Nielsen only began including uh, uh, certain viewers in 2020. I mean, streaming's changing uh, everything. Uh, what I would like to see, and I read it. This isn't. In, it's not in this article. I would really like to know how much more money that CBS made because it went to overtime. Mm. Like how much more in commercial, like, and I'd love to know what the plan there is. Yeah. Because a lot of times those are bonus spots. And so people play for strategy wise where they put their commercials. Right. And so are those post game spots that got put into the overtime or I would love to have somebody on. I think that would be a fascinating conversation. Like how does the process work? I want to advertise. I've got my $8 million. Like, is there, is there, do you just, you get a list of where the open spots are. Is it like buying squares? Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. You pick like, and then how do you pick there? Like, do you want to be the first commercial or the last commercial before kickoff? Do you want to be, do you want to take a chance at being in the third quarter, fourth quarter? But what if it's a blowout? Like you feel like, I feel like the first quarter and just before kickoff have got to be the prime spots, right? Cause even if it's a blowout, everybody's watching then. Yeah. And at times I feel like as the game goes on, I don't know. I know I felt that way. I was like, I was less intrigued, interested in the commercials. Like this game is getting really good. Yeah. You know, as far as intensity. Sure. I mean, I still watch the commercials, but you're like the beginning, maybe it's more, Oh, that was funny. Or I'm into that or interesting, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Strategy wise, what makes the most sense. I'd also like to know it's is it Apple or Pepsi that is it Apple now that does the halftime show or is it Pepsi? Pepsi. Pepsi. Okay. God, I, it might f- be Apple. No, I was say, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it was I think, Apple. I, I was going to say Chris confused me. Um, we need to find a person that could, this would be. Oh my God, I'd have so many questions. Like for example, what does I'm sure we could find out what Apple pays. Actually, we could do this. We could find out what Apple paid to sponsor the halftime show, and then it's like, okay, is that the equivalent of what 15 minutes of commercials would be? So if it's what is it eight million for a 30 second spot? 
Something like that, yeah. Seven so 16 million a minute. So you're looking at you need to clear somewhere between three and four hundred million dollars. Just my question is this: Would it be more like legit? Could the NFL or the networks? I'm sure they could get away with it. Like, do you get rid of the halftime show and just run commercials? Mm. And I, and by the way, when I say that, I mean you literally run commercials for 20 minutes. You take a 20 minute commercial break, maybe a three minute in the middle, like quick recap. Whatever, and I know that that's like so unprecedented. But the quite the the point is this: people people are gonna leave the broadcast. They're gonna switch it to another channel. Right. They're gonna to what to what? Yeah. That's exactly right. So if you got the Super Bowl, it's like okay, if halftime is twenty minutes, and you're getting sixteen million per, that's three hundred and twenty million dollars in revenue. I got your answer. Yeah, five year contract. Okay, fifty million dollars a year. Really? And I believe the halftime show is 15 minutes, I think, something like Somewhere that. Somewhere in there. $50 million a year for 15 minutes. Could you do, uh, what is that, 50? That's, that's uh, oh, yeah, that's just over $3 million a minute. But, I mean, did you feel like it was a commercial for no, Apple? No, no, I didn't. So. No, and I don't Well, even... they also do throw in that, like, hey, if you like that, check out yeah. Usher on Apple Music. And, and every read's got check the... Check out Sacktown Sports. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. We could buy that. Yeah. But th- then you have, like, the... It's always, like, the Apple halftime show brought yeah. to you by Apple, blah, blah, blah. I'm surprised there wasn't more Vision Pro stuff uh, this year. You know. Next year. Those big old ski goggles. When uh, Did you already order yours, Jason? Yeah. I would love you. Oh, I think that would be amazing. <laughs> I wish it, he's I wish, wearing them right now. You I, can't tell. Uh, yeah, they're visible. Yeah, I wish it was cheaper. That'd be how. That'd be so funny to do the show in those. Would it? <laughs> Will there be a time where it's like an iPhone where everyone just has one? I I believe I've got to think that there will be a time in the not too before right around when we kick off. Where you'll have contacts, you'll have some sort of thingy that you can just kind of drop in your ear, and that's it. And then you're you're dialed, like you're dialed in, dude. Like you can the audio's there, and then the the you know again they they have this thing that weighs fifty pounds that you have to put on your head. But remember, once upon a time, you know computers that couldn't do a fraction of what our yeah. iPhones could do, they were as big as this room. Eventually, they're going to shrink this 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 stuff down to being able to put it in your eyes, and then then everything is spatial computing. But that's the thing. That's I, I know we got to go to break, but that's where the great uh, the Dan Brown, the Da Vinci Code guy, mm-hmm. one of his last books was so it like blew my mind. Where he's like, we are in the middle of the speediest form of evolution human beings have ever had. He went through like all the evolution, but his point was not him, but the character in the book was like, we're evolving cybernetically like it's literally like pacemakers different things different tech that we now rely on and in some cases to keep us alive like over the next 200 years 100 years and you go back 100 years like we're going to be like part it's going to happen like we're going to be part machine which is pretty cool and also incredibly scary much like not getting a tune-up on your hvac system that's really scary but I'm going to leave here, not there, here, to talk to you about getting that furnace tuned up for just $49.
at American Energy Heating and Air. I'm seeing uh, those guys for lunch today. I will tell them you said hello, as a matter of fact. I like to check in with them every couple months. Good folks that are committed to exceeding your expectations of the heating and air industry. Why? How? Well, it's simple. They value your experience in making your home comfort system as efficient as possible for the most value. Gas leaks, don't want those. Prevent them. Extend the life of your furnace. Save on your energy bills. It's not a sales call, guys. It's not a sales call. They're not trying to get a foot in the door so they can sell you 950,000 things. No, they're going to come out and tune up your stinking furnace. That's a whole drill. 916-520-9990. That's 916-520-9990 or AmericanEnergyAir.com. American Energy Air, making the uncomfortable comfortable. All right, when we get back. Yeah, the Super Bowl was watched more than anything ever in the world. But why? And, you know, okay, I'm sorry, not in the world, in America. Shut up, soccer fan. We'll get to that, and uh, we'll get to, can anything ever approach it? We'll do that next. The Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross. Call or text at 916-339-1140. On Sacktown Sports. All right, so when you're looking at these Super Bowl numbers, it's interesting. I have a long segment here, by the way. The, the, the first thing is, and, it, and it's interesting, because uh, everyone's aware of the the world and what they think to a point. I, I've, I've had an interesting experience this year with the Super Bowl because uh, I, I deal with a number of, of English soccer fans now on my on my social media. And the, the, the I don't know about, I don't know if apathy is the right word, but it's it, it, it's a small sample size obviously but they're just not like they they're like yeah dude i'd rather watch rugby or cricket like legit and i get it you got to think about what time it's on too like i'm not gonna stay up for that on sunday <laughs> yeah because like for example in in england uh the super bowl starts at 11 30 p.m on a work night um and and in most cases for uh nfl football it sucked being over there um in the sense that, well, the, the, the early games would be at 6 p.m. Uh, and then the afternoon games are at 9 p.m. And then the Sunday night football games, like 1, 2 a.m. It's just not conducive. Yeah. Is it the same as here? Like, I don't think the Olympic experience is as fun when Agreed. our time timelines just don't match up as well. And so you might now, with the advent, obviously, of social media and just even anything, internet postings of, Hey, you know, U.S. whatever hero has won the gold medal in this. And right. Like, oh, I won't get to see that till eight o'clock tonight. And it's not as fun because you know what the um, yeah, what the results are. You know exactly what the results are. It's, when when you were watching the football games over there, were you watching on Sky Sports yes. where there's no commercials? There's no commercials. Doesn't that throw you? Because it, it seems like it's just halftime keeps coming. It's up. so weird, dude. And they have God. Who was the ex player? It was somebody I didn't even recognize. They had uh, this British guy, like Alistair Nigel Hoffen, and then they have some ex-NFL player, but again, I, I didn't even recognize him. 
and then uh, and then a lady. It's a it's a a three person you know commentary booth, and it's funny because you can tell. And I wasn't really trying to be that guy, but you can tell that one of those people knew football. And the other two were just kind of there to, and like knew it. Yeah. But like, you know, knew it like I know soccer over there. Like, but then also you have to talk to people that don't know it. That's exactly right. And so, and, and I picked up on that too, that a lot of things, like they were very uh, wary and good about explaining, you know, like we're not going to get Jim Nance over here and be like, and if you get 10 yards, that's a first net. You know, they're not, we're not going to get that. It's just understood. So when you it, it it's tough, you know, when people say, "Well, what's the biggest sporting event of the year?" It's a difficult. The answer is, it's difficult. Here's why: the World Cup, numerically for soccer, is is untouched. Uh, and Chris, I, I thank you for these numbers uh, you sent me. Here's my question: uh, Do you happen to know were these numbers you got for the last three World Cups? Are these viewers? For the World Cup or viewers for the final? The final. These are this is just the yeah. final. So for 2022, where it says 1.6, I believe. Yeah, 1.5 billion. 3.3 billion total. So you're getting you're getting for for example, the the Super Bowl just broke this record, uh, and it was you know at times up to 200 million people and, and averaged 123.4. So just compare that one and a half billion. To 123.4. It's just, I mean, it's literally, it's less than 10% of Mm -hmm. what the World Cup gets. Here's where it gets interesting, though. So when it comes to commercial revenue, it's very difficult. Because soccer is a completely different animal. Right. You have one spot to show commercials, and that's at halftime. They have what's called a, uh, what is it called, an L stream or something. like. Basically... Where they will they will move the broadcast into an L shape, kind of where you have the left side of your your screen and the bottom of your screen available for advertisements, and they have to make up for their lack of commercials with advertisements during the game, basically on field advertisements, etc. The other problem is that. People know exactly when you're going to break and then exactly when you're coming back. You literally set your watch to it. So when you're looking at the numbers, Jason, the average cost, this is, I just have this from two years ago. uh, So it's a little outdated. This World Cup or Super Bowl? Both. So the average cost of a 30 second commercial in 2022 was $7 million for the Super Bowl. For the World Cup, and and this, by the way, these numbers reflect the final. For the World Cup, 1.1 million. So with the Super Bowl, not only are your commercials seven times more expensive, but you have far, far, far more revenue for the game. But the Super Bowl is not now. Now the the way to really kind of apples to apples this, I think, would be to take the playoffs, to take the NFL playoffs from the divisional on. And get all the numbers for that, which I, I looked. I haven't seen anybody do that yet. And, and to basically treat the NFL playoffs like football's World Cup. Mm-hmm. I think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but follow me. I think if you took the NFL playoffs as a whole, all the games, and you took the World Cup as a whole, I would take all of that, find an average, and then multiply by four. And I think that's the only way you could get close to apples to apples. And, and the World Cup still, by, by the way, the World Cup's still going to be bigger, I think. 
but I think you'd have to multiply by four and then divide by the amount of games because I, I I need a per game and then a championship. You're doing by four because of every year of the Super Bowl is there. Are, four there's four the... Super Bowls for every one Got World it. Cup. And, and and by the way, and I know maybe it... even the closer thing would be to do the Champions League final because that's a yearly thing. Yeah, but it would only be like the Super Bowl and like the Champions League final. I would just like to. I really because World Cup's the king. World Cup is is the king. But again, I yeah, I, that's the, the one everybody in the world is watching, right? And and I think and and, and and by the way, and I'm not trying to you know I'm not trying to cook the numbers here to to make it better for the this other season. thing too is American sports are built for commercials for like commercial that, that's breaks. correct like and football is not baseball. Well, and they're highlighted. I mean, to say, hey, people evaluate and critique the Super Bowl commercials. I mean, that's, that's right. like the one time a year it feels like that's done. And I don't think I don't think that um, – here we go. Hold on a second here. In 2023, Real Madrid won the Champions League uh, title uh, uh, over, what, Liverpool? Uh, the best numbers show a viewership of an estimated 700 million viewers – uh, which I believe they say was a record there. Um, but then I, again, you know, are we talking viewers? Are we talking inventory? Are we talking revenue? The, the, and, and that's a whole different fun, nerdy conversation. Leading, we're leading up to the point of it. it is, it is really an interesting thing when you think about it, Jason, that NFL football is the undisputed heavyweight champion of American, not American sports, American viewing. Mm -hmm. Nothing compares to it. Right. No TV show. Always the highest rated of all football Always. Yeah. What, what did we say last year? It was like 93. 93. I think it was 90. Yeah. I think it was 93 of 100 was NFL. And or there were college, four that right? were college yeah. football. Football, American football, college or NFL. And by the way, we talked about this before too. What's really interesting is that college football is completely out of sorts right now. Yeah. Imagine these numbers if there becomes a, a Premier League-style college football outlet. You're going to see a lot more in there. Um, but it's the undisputed king. But when you get out of America, nobody really cares. Yeah, they've got their NFL Europe games that they do. Going they, to Brazil this year. Yeah, Canadian football. Like, But it's it's not like there are these... Even in places where there are these established football, American football leagues, they're not by any way, shape, or form killing it. Right. But then on the other hand, the whole rest of the world is like, mm -mm -mm. soccer, you know, football. That's what's king. To, uh, in, in Europe, their NFL is soccer. Well, we have soccer. We have an established soccer league. It's the fourth, some might argue the third. Yeah. But it is certainly not number one or number two, and almost certainly not number. Th well, no, it's not third. That's right. It, it's it's fighting with hockey, basically. That's that's the level they're at right now. So I was like, God, what is? I'm a person. They're a person. We're all people. We all enjoy things. It's not like the NFL's been around since the 1800s. Soccer's been around a lot longer. Right. And then, meanwhile, Indian Pakistan are like, Oh, hello, cricket, hello, and cricket is massive. In fact, I, I want to say, um, didn't we go over this a couple months ago when it comes to uh, TV deals and distribution rights? I think it goes NFL, cricket, 
Premier League, I think, one, two, and three. Cricket is massive. Dude, I tried my best to get into cricket over there. I had a guy who was like an ex-cricket player who works for Huddersfield Town that like sat me down with like a, literally with a whiteboard while we were in the media room and there was a game on, match, whatever the hell, and was like going through cricket. And about five minutes in, I was like in my head, I was like, he's super nice. I don't want to be impolite, but somebody kill me. Yeah. I don't under. When I'm is ne- this over? I'm never going to understand it. You're telling me you can play for three days and it's a tie, and this team's up two hundred to three right now, and they're uh, what? And the guy they're getting dog walked. Well, I, I, yeah, I have no idea. On the board, they have like ducks for some reason. I'm like, what is that? Oh, well, that means that the the batter did this. Right? Like, and you're like, what is all of this stuff? So it, it, it is fascinating to me, and I go, okay. Part of the built-in advantage, I think, that other, you know, again, I can only speak to Europe a little bit, is, like, that's the sport. Like, they have rugby. Rugby is big over there. Nobody, no offense to anybody, nobody cares about rugby here. Right. Rugby is, like, like uh, junior high basketball level of care over here. And everyone's once like, oh, look at the rugby guys. You yeah. watch five minutes of it. Okay, I'm good. I don't understand. Everybody piles up. There's a giant dog pile, and then somewhere, someplace in the pile, somebody farts out the ball to somebody who then does, like, 19 laterals to a guy that dives over the line, and then they kick the thing through the thing, and the referee does this, and, you know. Powerful uh, fart. Yeah, big time. I I don't get that. So the question, I guess, is why is it so? Is it because we as Americans have been programmed this way? Because for us, soccer... Again, it's growing. I, I want to acknowledge that. But let's be honest. For the most part, most people like soccer. Yeah, and d- wouldn't you say don't most? I don't know. Maybe my numbers would be wrong. Most youth play more soccer than yes, football. Yes, yes. By, I, I mean, I want to say by far, but I would say almost certainly by far. Mm-hmm. That's my uneducated opinion. But just knowing from all of us growing up, what, what are you get into Pop Warner, what, about 8, 9, 10 at the earliest? You can, but it seems like. More people played soccer. To me, that was my experience. Everybody, everybody I know that grew up with any athletic background, everybody played. You, that was your first sport. Mm-hmm. It was soccer in Little League. Yeah. You played soccer in Little League growing up, and and then you know if you, you, you're done with soccer as you're an early teen, you, you keep playing baseball. Maybe you got into basketball or whatever. I, uh, in junior high, we had a football team, but it was flag. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't have tackle football in, at Churchill. It was just flag football playing against you know Arden and everybody else. I don't, I don't, you got to think it's going to change at some point. And I try to put myself in a position where I'm like, could soccer, like how big could soccer get over here? And the answer I keep coming to, and Chris, I know you're, you're as or more equipped than I am. um, I just don't see soccer being incredibly relevant here until if and when they ever develop a promotion relegation system. Yeah, I, 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 I don't. I don't think ultimately they're going to be. I, I think that's really what helps bring it all together because yes. in your town, you've got like if we were, if Sacramento was in England, there would be like six different soccer clubs in this area. That's and right. each different borough has their own. That's and it's right. just, there is no college sports because I've got this team that, that I want to see. And I'm in the third level and I know I'm never going to go up, but maybe. <laughs> well, but to, to and, and again, jump in here and correct me, but Jason, it would be like, 
You have the Roseville Firebirds and the Elk Grove Dingledongs and the Carmichael uh, Chickens. And, and everybody has, like he said, their own. But in, in, in that situation, let's use the Carmichael Chickens. They win the City Cup. And then that enters them into the State Cup. And mm-hmm. let's say they win it. I'll, I'll save some time here. But my point is, is that we could literally organize in this in this situation the Carmichael Chickens. And as long as Go we got chickens, right, exactly. And then as long as we had, you know, you got to pay some fees and have some licensings and blah, 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 blah. But at some point, imagine if the, the, the Carmichael chickens were a baseball team. And at some point after years of this and this and this, all of a sudden the Carmichael chickens are triple A. They're playing against other triple A teams. And if they do well enough in triple A, Oh, my God, the Carmichael Chickens are in Major League Baseball. They're literally in Major League Baseball and can win the World Series, and they started at some dude's house when people were drinking beers. And the Yankees are coming to Carmichael. (laughs) Right. Yes, yes. All rise. And and the way MLS has it is just so foreign to most other soccer leagues in other countries where that's how it happens. Like all these huge Manchester City, Manchester United, Liverpool, all these teams were like back in the 1800s was like, you know, again, Alistair and other guy had a few beers at the pub and decided to put this team together. And City was started by priests trying to get kids to stop fighting and drinking. That's like legitimately the story, isn't it? Yeah, that's what it's for. Such and correct. they're now one of the biggest clubs in the world, worth multiple billions of dollars. Yeah. That's how you do it. It's it's a fascinating good thing. work by the priests. Very yeah, that, that story didn't start out good. Okay, we'll take a break. Uh, when we come back, let's get into Kings Phoenix. Uh, first meetings were a little interesting, especially the last one. And uh, we got some highlights for you as well. We'll do all that next.